Who dat to another Saints game week and welcome into the Who dat Dish podcast, everyone. We are part of Fansided, bringing you everything New Orleans Saints. That includes news, analysis, opinions, and as always, fantastic guests. I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Unfortunately, Tyler is not able to join us uh, for this episode, but he will be back uh, very soon. Uh, but uh, per usual, I am with uh, Charlie. Charlie, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Excited for Sunday. It's going to be a really tough game for the Saints coming off a of bye week. Uh, and to help us break down that matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, I have a very special guest. Uh, she is an NFL blogger, a Twitter legend, uh, and also the most elite quarterback we've had on this show. Uh, and I've been keeping statistics of that, and that that's true. Uh, Lindsay, okay. Lindsay, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well. How are you guys? Doing all right, doing all right, uh, Charlie. Doing I know great. you're you 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 went ballistic uh, on Sunday uh, when the Saints, uh, or, or I, excuse me, last Monday night when the Saints were able to uh, win over the Redskins, and now they're playing only 40 minutes away against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, which is right around your territory. So what of this time of the year? What's it like for you? Uh, me? Yeah. Since you well, that, I mean, I mean, both of you too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 start yeah. With Charlie, but yeah. What, what's it like up there? So like, like where I live is literally between dc and baltimore i think as the crow flies but it's easier for me to get to baltimore just because of the ridiculous highways and traffic in this area um and like okay i know a lot more redskin fans i have a lot more redskin fans in my family um almost no raven fans but where i live like my particular neighborhood all up and down my street is just full of ravens fans and usually like in this part of maryland it's a good it's a good mix of Redskins, Ravens, and then, then you'll you know like the rest of the country, you'll get sprinkled in some uh, some Steeler fans. But I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, obviously I'm still flying high over kicking the Redskins' ass. Um, and then I'm really excited because I'll be at the uh, the game Sunday. That uh, yeah, that's really exciting. Tyler was at the Monday night game, so we got pretty much back to back games of uh, uh guys on this podcast going and Lindsay, what's it like uh i, I guess from the uh ravens perspective coming off a 21 to 0 beat down of the titans uh but uh, a week before that they lost to the browns in overtime what's the mood like uh up there um it's pretty much any given sunday at this point um i mean it's it's a toss-up between, oh, yeah, this team looks really good, and then the next week rolls around, and you're like, eh, not so much. Like, this went wrong, mm. this went wrong, this went wrong. It's kind of like they have this thing, and they've they've had this thing for a couple of years where it's like they can only – I feel like they can only keep focused for about three weeks at a time, and then they just fall off. Mm. Um and they always do this in, like, the beginning of the season, too, I feel like. It's, like, if they win the first week, they're losing week two or week three, like, guaranteed, like, I could put money on it. So that's just kind of where I am at right now. Um, it's week seven. So, again, it's like those odd number of weeks where it can go either way. So Yeah, it, it, it does seem like uh, the Ravens are always on the cusp of the playoffs. They always seem like a bubble team. What uh, the AFC. Lindsay, what, what contributes to that? Like, why do you think... The Ra- I mean, because when I look at the Ravens, especially that defense, it's just a nasty. And the wide receiver core is, is definitely an upgrade. Uh, and then the backfield, it seems like, like, is it, what is the, what do you think the inconsistency is? Because I don't, I don't get it, you know, you know, not being a fan, paying attention to everything about the Ravens, but I don't understand the inconsistency because they, they look like they're, they're yeah, ready they're, to roll. They're a great team on paper. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. 
Um, I feel like the past couple of years, it's been the same question. It's like, they should be doing this, but they're doing this instead. Like one week they'll, the running game will go fantastic. And then the week after they like refuse to even touch on it. And you're kind of, the question is why, why are they doing this? Um, again, with the defense, like I know like CJ Mosley was hurt recently and that kind of could have been a reason for that. But like, aside from that, it's like, I feel like they, they want to get cute with a lot of things and they want to kind of switch up a lot of things that don't really need to be switched up. And I don't know if they're just like studying the opponent wrong or if they just feel like they need to get a little more oomph in their play calling. But I think they just at this point, especially now that we're coming to like the mid season point, they just need to do what they they do best and they don't need to get cute with it. Yeah, I I mean, I'm going to say it just as being I think it's Flacco. <laughs> he's a uh, Oh no. He's he's like he can be so clutch. I mean, there's there's been, especially in the playoffs, man. There's been so many games where Flacco just comes through in, in the clutch, but then there's so many regular season games where it's like, what the hell, you know, with him. I mean, I'm going to disagree there. Obviously, last week I you could have blamed Flacco for that, but he also had like Michael Crabtree dropped four balls last week. Like, you can't really put all the blame on him for that when his quote-unquote top receiver can't catch a ball. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. someone like Kratz, who's known for having sticky hands. Yeah, but yeah. then, like, you turn around and he did great last week. So, I mean, it's, give or, like I said, any given Sunday. Crabtree's yeah. had big games against the Saints as well in the past. Big time. And I'm he, more specifically haunts, in that Raiders game a few years ago. Yeah, he haunts me. Yeah. Oh, how about the, uh, was it 2000... I want to say 2014 or 15 when he was still with the, uh, the Niners and it was like fourth and 20 in yeah. Kaepernick. Kaepernick got first uh-huh. down on fourth and 20. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely crazy. I also li- really like John Brown for that receiving core. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I love the fact that we share a last name and, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a player. So that's a plus for me, obviously. But uh, John Brown, really impressive. Um could, could we call this a breakout season, or have Raven fans been expecting this uh, uh, from the uh, uh, wide receiver for, for, I mean, as long as they had him? Um, I honestly didn't know who John Brown was before he signed with the Ravens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like just one of those guys that, like, you don't hear about unless you, you know, like, I don't follow college football. Like, I didn't follow, what was he on, the, like, the Cardinals? Like, I didn't follow the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those guys that you don't really hear about. It's kind of like our like Tory Smith. Like you didn't really hear about Tory Smith until, right. you know, he won the Super Bowl. So um, Maryland guy. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to judge that just because of that. Um, but he's obviously been great for the Ravens. He's kind of like the guy they needed there. Yeah. Um, and they could have used anybody because last year was abysmal in the wide receiver room. So mm-hmm. he's definitely an upgrade. Yeah, and uh, Saints fans know and loved Willie Sneed. I mean, he was yeah. he was the man for a couple of years, and he he really looked like he dug out himself a really good role in the wide receiver room. But he got into some trouble, and he got on uh, Coach Payton's uh, poop list. <laughs> and once you're there, it's 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 virtually impossible to get off. But I'm glad he latched on with the Ravens. I actually think he fits the AFC North a lot better than the NFC South. The AFC North is like that black and blue, it's the grit and grind. cold outdoor, you know, like hard-nosed football that 
I mean, I absolutely love AFC North football. Um, and he just fits that because he always kind of reminded, like, I don't know, he always kind of had this, and Lindsay's probably going to punch me through the, uh, through the, <laughs> through the computer, but like, he kind of reminds me of Heinz Ward a little bit because he was so, he was so, <laughs> so nasty. I mean, he caught the ball and just like run people over, although he doesn't cheap shot and do all the other crap that, uh, Heinz Ward used to do, but he has that like tough wide receiver mentality that, I, I don't know, that you'd like to see in the AFC North for sure. Yeah, um, he's kind of like their go-to guy on third down, which really fits him. Um, and going back to um, the game against the Browns, like when it seemed like the whole team had given up, like he was the constant guy who like continued to fight. So I like that about him. He was our third down machine. And not having him last year in that role, it really hurt our offense. I mean, the one, the one uh, blemish that our offense really had last year was third down conversion rate. And... It, it, it correlated with Willie Sneed. I mean, the, the the few years prior when he was playing well for us, our third downs were were really good. And then when he, you know, he he missed the first, you know, he missed a lot of the offseason program. Uh, he was suspended because uh, I guess of a DUI or something. Mm-hmm. Then he was injured in the beginning of the season, and we just never had that that slot, that reliable tough guy in the slot um, the whole season. I mean, and he came he came back and he contributed, but it wasn't. It wasn't nearly in the capacity that we were used to. Um, yeah, you know, I'd be I'll, I'd be interested to see if the uh, the Ravens want to pull out that that wide receiver throwback pass that Willie Sneed mm-hmm. ran for us. Drew Brees can never seem to find consistency with slot receivers for like uh, two two seasons in a row. No, uh, and that's why you see Michael Thomas in the slot yep. a lot this year. Yep, Cam Meredith, uh, you know his his ups and downs. Um, it's coming on, but Traquan Smith is coming on too, and uh, he, he's more so on the outside. But that could definitely give away to uh, more more reps overall for him on any position on the field. But let's jump into the game uh, that's going to go down on Sunday. The Saints head into Baltimore, uh, which is a place the Ravens haven't lost yet in 2018. Uh, luckily for the Saints, uh, they are undefeated on the road so far uh, on the season. So something's got to give on Sunday. One of those, uh, uh, I guess, goose eggs are, are going to turn into ones. Um, and uh, obviously the Saints are coming off a bye week, and before that it was a dominating home win in prime time, and the Baltimore Ravens are also coming off a dominating win, but before that they did lose to the Browns in overtime by a field goal, obviously a crushing loss. But uh, momentum is in both teams' favors uh, for multiple reasons, uh, and I'll start with you, Lindsay. Uh, how big of a factor really is momentum going to be for both of these teams on Sunday, and, and are there any specific areas on the field it will play a big role? Um, I think definitely the defense, the Ravens defense has a lot to follow up on from last week, especially against a guy like Drew Brees. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they broke that sack record, um, last week and they're like, bottom line, they're not going to sack Drew Brees that many times. So they kind of have to do something different. I mean, they're not playing Marcus Mariota this week. They're playing Drew Brees. So, um, I definitely think they need to keep it up and I think it's definitely going to be a challenge for them. Charlie, what about you? Uh, momentum. Yeah. What kind of factor yeah. will it play? Oh, it'll be it'll be a huge huge factor because, like you said, the Ravens are undefeated at home uh, this season, but they're they're a good home team. Um, they're tough. I mean, Baltimore's a tough. It's a tough place to play. Luckily, it's not too late in the season, so it shouldn't be that cold. Forecast right now for the day 
is uh, low to mid fifties um, with like partly cloudy sky. So maybe maybe by the time kickoff rolls around, it'll be maybe closer to fifty. Um, so it's not gonna be too cold. Um, or it could saw, be eighty degrees in Maryland. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's what the uh, that's what the forecast says says now. So we'll see what it says by the weekend. But you know, we proved last year that we could uh, we could run we 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 could we could bring our running game and such on the road uh, against Buffalo. Um, you know, one of the things I actually tweeted about earlier today is like our bye week to me kind of fell in such a weird spot. Like we were, I mean, obviously it's an early bye, which, you know, we had I don't last think, year. yeah, we had it last year too. But like for me, you know, it was almost like we started off this season similar that, that we did the, the previous season. We kind of started off slow and we started to catch momentum. And that's that's really what's going on this year. And we were flying so high Monday night after we destroyed the Redskins, um, and we had so much energy and momentum behind us. And then it kind of, it almost feels like the wind gets taken out of your sails because you have you have a bye week. But you know, Coach Payton's really good at coming out of buys. Uh, he has a good he has a good track record of that by you know letting the guys rest, see their families, and then you know he uses the extra time to come up with a to you know i guess fine-tune his game plan a little bit more the andy uh, reed method as they call it It really is i mean andy he's one of those i mean he's not andy reed good but he's one right. of those coaches that's really good coming out of the bye so you know i hope we can refocus um you know the ravens you know we it's funny when we previewed the redskins game we're like you know this will be the toughest defense that we faced all year and we mm. absolutely destroyed that defense but the redskins right. defense um, it's not in the same. It's not in the same category as the Ravens. The Ravens. You know, one of the things I like about the Ravens. It's funny because being a Saints fan, it's it's polar opposite. The Saints are a high flying, you know, high uh, scoring type of offense in the, in the Drew Brees era. Before that, there was a stretch where we had some pretty good defenses. But one of the things I've always admired about the Ravens is like, doesn't matter who's on the roster, you know, who's the coach. There's there's just that mentality in Baltimore of we're going to play tough defense. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to this offense, which I think is the best offense uh, in the league versus the best defense in the league. And both teams have momentum for different reasons. The Ravens are at home, so they have that going for them. Uh, we'll see. I'm super excited for this game, though. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, and and defense, always a thing to worry about when you're playing Baltimore. And I want to get into the stats real quick. Um, rank These are the rankings uh, for the entire NFL after uh, six weeks. Um, so these are these are up to date and it, it's mind boggling. Ravens first in the def- uh, first in the league in total yards per game defense uh, at two seventy point eight. Saints rank eighteenth at three sixty nine uh, points per game. Baltimore is also first in the NFL at twelve point three points per game. Saints are twenty sixth at twenty eight. Um, rush yards per game. Ravens are third at eighty two point eight. Saints are first at seventy one point four. So uh, I guess point there for the Saints. Um, and pass yards per game though. Here we go. Ravens second in the league one eighty eight. <laughs> Uh, Saints 30th at 298. Obviously, we, we experienced Fitzmagic. Uh, we experienced a little bit of uh, Tyrod Taylor before he got benched. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, of course, uh, was was the biggest name. Um, and then uh, the, the lesser Manning brother. And then we had uh, Alex Smith. And uh, they still put up, I guess, okay numbers against uh, anybody can can burn Ken Crawley, it seems like, nowadays, which is uh, going to be something to look forward to um, on Sunday for, uh, I guess, Ravens fans. But we'll see if, if Crawley steps up his game. Um, I want to get into offensive uh, stats real quick as well uh, because it's, it's not like it's opposite either. Both of these teams have are, are ranking pretty strong in offensive uh, categories. 
Total yards per game, the Saints are third in the league at 424. Ravens are ninth at 393. Not not that big of a gap. Uh, points per game, Saints are first at 36. Ravens are 12th at 25.5. Rush yards per game, the Saints are 19th at 103.2. Ravens are 21st at 99.2. Mark Ingram, uh, of course, will be playing in just the second game of the season uh, this Sunday for the Saints. So uh, those numbers are uh, a little bit, um, I guess, uh, not totally true for the current state of the team. Uh, but uh, same for the uh, Ravens. Alex Collins and Buck Allen have been playing lights out recently. So they're, they're, they're definitely um, uh, climbing up on those numbers. Um, and then pass yards per game, Saints are third in the league at 320.8. Ravens are ninth at 293.8. Um, and, and that leads me into, um, I guess, I, I, I want to ask you, Lindsay, about Joe Flacco overall as a quarterback this season. How many people have you had to text, I told you so, uh, so far in the 2018 <laughs> season, that Joe Flacco is elite? Because he's been playing lights out so far uh, for this Ravens team uh, when, when they needed him. He has. I mean, I've been saying all along, like, he was he was hurt up until – thanksgiving last year so Mm. i mean obviously he wasn't playing his best and then he had literally nobody to throw to like for the past three years so he obviously couldn't play his best his offensive line was shifted around so so much last year that Mm. it was hard to get like a grasp on doing anything so um i i don't know he is playing really well um i'm not gonna like knock on wood right now and say this is gonna last because it's Baltimore like nothing lasts like this (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to jinx it but I mean this this is kind of like the season he needed especially now I mean you heard all this talk about Lamar Jackson coming in and Mm -hmm. again he Lamar Jackson I will tell you guys right now is not ready Mm. like to be a quarterback in this league at all I mean on the field on the field and off the field he's Mm. not mature enough like he's just he's not there yet and um, they, the Ravens still have a decision to make this offseason. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, but um, he definitely needed this 100%. So It seems that way. It seems like, <clears throat> I don't know, I mean, in addition to surrounding Flacco with actual good NFL receivers, drafting uh, you know, a first-round quarterback that was highly touted coming out of college has, has kind of pushed Flacco into – I don't know though. I mean, Flacco is a—he's a professional. I, I just—he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't know if—if if a rookie court, you know, dra- I mean, I guess there is a little bit of added motivation, but you'd like to think that Flacco can, you know, find motivation and focus from within to perform and play well. I mean, I, I don't know. Flacco is such a—he's for me. He's like. I've always looked at him as someone who has been so clutch and then other seasons it's kind of kind of just been weird but Lindsay I'm going to ask you is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? Yes, duh. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know like the thing about these two offenses what's kind of funny is there's a little bit of a similarity in that the Ravens like to use Lamar Jackson, the same way that mm. the Saints like to use Taysom Hill. Basem Hill. And, uh, Basem. Yeah, Basem I, I think Hill, I B-A-E. I, think I made that up, by you the did. way. You did. No, you did. I, I love it. Was, you need to take credit for that. called Taysom Basem. You need, to, I'm not you need to patent that. You need, you, need to, you need to go straight to Taysom Hill yourself. Yeah. Be like, And dude. call a grown man Basem. Yeah, he's, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. No, no, he, uh, I know, me too. No, I'm just saying. <clears throat> Yeah, they, they, they do the same, you know, read option or run pass option, like that extra package that uh-huh. the defenses have to – like 
when we installed our we're installing our defensive game plan this week, it's you know we have to account for Lamar Jackson when he's on the field. And I I don't know how you know uh, how long that'll last as far as its its effectiveness because. I mean, it hasn't really been effective at all. It was, like, effective last week for, like, one time, and that's it. Like, other than that, it hasn't been effective. It's, like, a waste of a play every single time. Yes, that's what's insane because when when we run that with Basem, either in the middle of the field or down in in goal line, it's, like... Successful. It's Mm -hmm. never not successful, although there there have been times where he's kept the ball when he should have handed it off. Um, But, yeah, I mean... Another another surprising thing about the stats is the run game. I always thought, I mean, maybe I'm just not doing a good enough job of paying attention to the Ravens, but I always thought Alex Collins was, I thought the Ravens were getting more than 100 yards a game. You know, it sounds to me like the games are almost kind of more so on Flacco's shoulders, which tells me more about how he's playing this season. And then, you know, another thing with the Saints is those first two weeks, the defense was absolutely disgusting where uh, mm-hmm. Fitzmagic tore us a new one, you know, uh, n- Matt Ryan, who's not elite, tore us apart. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, he's got two first then, names. Yeah. Huh? You can't be elite if you have two first names. No, and he's sunburnt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that picture of him in a bra. Always Dude, I can't get it. It's, it's the greatest fantastic. thing. Um, but then, like, okay, so if you, after then our defense kind of settled down. We played okay against the Browns. It was just that long bomb that – you know, Cran Crawley got caught peeking in the backfield. But when you take all that out, I mean, the defense is definitely trending in the right direction. Mm. And then think about it. The Saints are going to score a lot of points and quickly for the most part. So the other teams are not really going to be running that much against us. They're going to be throwing to try to either stay in the game or catch back up. So, you know, the defense knows that. It's not like we're, we're not going to stop all the passes. We don't, we're not that we're not the 85 bears we won't so i don't i kind of take the 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 passing stats now that we're in week 7 and the defense is definitely trending in the right direction a little bit more with a grain of salt than i was in the beginning of the season because defenses are just passing more on us which the flip side of that could contribute to how good our run defense is because teams are having to throw the ball against us so they're not mm. they're not running as often um, but i guess the one part of that that rush defense stat that we do have is Yards per carry, we're number one in the NFL. So we are we are yeah. really holding on in the role. It, it's just absolutely re- like out of my mind to to associate the Saints with a defensive category that's yeah. number one in the season that that isn't like turnovers. And 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 this is the defense uh, for the Saints playing without starting middle linebacker. I mean, coming into the season, starting middle linebacker Manti Teo. And yes, Lindsey Manti Teo is on an NFL <laughs> roster and he is on our team and he does start for us uh, when he's healthy. Uh, and base, he's, he's a good base. And, and he's, yeah, he's a fantastic base linebacker. Um, yeah, we had yeah uh, we had a we had a guest on our show one time that that uh, that was Joe. The Red that was Joe. Show, that was, was like that was two weeks ago. I, tell you what, NFL? I think yeah. that was a I think that was a backhanded comment. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, that's, that's, <laughs> that can um, happen. When your team loses. No, absolutely. Like, and and a good thing Marshawn Lattimore isn't isn't hurt. Uh, luckily, well, I mean, we'll see. He hasn't. I, I don't think he's cleared concussion protocol yet because they haven't had a what full day of practice, right? Or I don't think there's been no, a no, no. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't practiced yeah, yet. Yeah, so, so we'll, he's not technically we'll, cleared, but we'll see. Um, right. Uh, what it brings. I mean, that's sounds, huge. sounds like he'll be okay, but um, I mean, luckily the bye week. Hopefully, hopefully he's recovering okay. But um, switching back to the offense, though, Charlie, uh, I just want to ask you about Drew Brees. 
Uh, obviously, the Saints have only played the Ravens three times during Drew Brees' tenure, but they still remain the only team he has yet to defeat in his career. 31 teams come and go. Ravens are, are, are the one team he hasn't beat. Uh, Lindsey Fufer to chime in whenever as well. Uh, but, but what is it about the Ravens? And again, you talked about the attention to defense throughout the years for the Ravens, no matter uh, who they have there and the coaching staff and the personnel. Uh, is that the biggest reason they haven't been able, been able to uh, overcome the Ravens uh, during Drew Brees' time here? Uh, d- does it have something to do with uh, just the inability for the defense to to cover an offense, a pro-style offense like the one that Joe Flacco has been running there? Uh, what, what, what is up with uh, Drew Brees not being able to beat them during those three chances? It's It is it has been the... Uh... It's it's the fact that the the Ravens play really good defense and and it's not just the fact that they play good defense it's <clears throat> it's it's how they play defense the Ravens um you know especially in the years prime we haven't played the Ravens in what four years yes, so 2014 yeah. I think that game was the game that Justin Forsett went off on like I think it was like a Monday night or something like that mm. I, I forget but like I just remember the, the Ravens just went off like the game was 34-27 but I don't think it was that close I think we scored late in the game um but like yes yeah, 34 to 20 at one point and then the Ravens scored yeah the the Ravens were they've they've been able to get after Drew Brees a lot and they they kind of been able to rat him a little bit um the Ravens have always had good pass rushers on the outside um you know, it, it's just the fact the Ravens play solid defense. Uh, and typically, when we play them, especially in Baltimore, it's kind of been like in 2010. I remember that game. That game was just wild. I actually thought the Saints were going to win that game because that was the game where Breeze was like backpedaling and then he fired a ball in the end zone. It doinked off of Marcus Colson and then Lance Moore caught it and, t- and like toe tapped in. And I, I thought that was finally the game where he would he would beat him, but they uh, we ended up losing that game. It's just the defense, and then. And the Ravens do a good job of scoring points against the uh, against the Saints. Yeah, I feel like they really play up to their competition. Like the defense is going to play up to somebody like Drew Brees because not only do they have like all this film on him because he's been in the league so long, but they like I think that's where the guys like Terrell Suggs comes in and they're like, you know, this is Drew Brees. Like we need to, you know, get this going. And and then you see them play down to a guy like Baker Mayfield. So right. <laughs> not that Baker Mayfield's not good, but just using that as an example, like they right. really play up to their competition, like defensively. So, yeah, uh, I all, can definitely see that. All time Ravens lead the series five to one, and yeah, there have been some high scoring games: thirty four to twenty seven back in fourteen, thirty to twenty four in twenty ten, thirty five to twenty two in oh six, and of course, those were all Ravens wins. The last Saints victory over the Ravens came in two thousand and two. Uh, 37 to 25. That was in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, and it, it, pretty much these teams play each other every four years. Been that way since uh, 02. It's like the Olympics, um, and and it's true. High powered offense going against uh, a consistently great defense. I think it's gonna be a really exciting game on on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, X factors um, for uh, each team. Um, I'll, I'll start out with the Saints. Um, I'll go with uh, Cam Jordan. Uh, he has five sacks on the year. Uh, and and his penetration uh, there on the Ravens' fairly impressive uh, offensive line um, is, is going to be really, really important. Um, they, they've been able to uh, uh, protect uh, Joe Flacco uh, well when they've needed to, as uh, Joe Flacco's been able to f- perform well, obviously, when they block uh, offensive line and quarterbacks go hand-in-hand. If Cam Jordan is able to disrupt that, uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a different ball game uh, for the Saints' defense. They're going to be able to uh, – and, 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 and again um, – 
correct me if I'm wrong, Baltimore obviously has an outdoor stadium, so the uh, conditions there, even if they're I, – I, is it going to be pretty nice over there in Baltimore on Sunday? It should be. Um, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. It should be pr- pretty pretty natural like football weather, like 50 degrees. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so weather shouldn't play that big of a factor for uh, throwing the ball outdoors, but – um, I, I, I do expect Buck Allen and uh, Alex Collins uh, to have uh, somewhat of impressive games, but Cam Jordan is going to have to get to uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, I, I want to see Cam Jordan get to him twice, sack him two times. That would be a, a great momentum for the defense, and uh, especially on uh, like a third down sack would uh, drive the game uh, for the Saints in terms of momentum. And then on the offensive side of the ball, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to another big game from Traquan Smith. Obviously caught the record-breaking touchdown for, for Drew Brees last week. Is he going to come into his own against a, a really, really impressive uh, Baltimore secondary? Uh, tops in the league. Uh, you got guys like Tony Jefferson, Eric Weddle. Uh, Jimmy Smith is healthy for you guys now. Jeez. Um, they they just absolutely <laughs> stacked. Um, and Lindsey will name guy, all right? the other Isn't names like I a, forgot. But yeah, the they, Bama corner, right? It's, um, what's his Marlon name? Humphrey? Marlon yeah. Humphrey, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's tough, man. He's tough as nails. He's a slot corner, right? I don't think he plays on the outside. Really, really he's, good secondary. That secondary is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah so Traquan yeah. Smith, uh, uh, is he going to find it? Obviously, all eyes are going to be on Michael Thomas. Um, unlike uh, Josh Norman's were last week, they were on Michael Thomas's, uh, you know what, on Twitter. Uh, but he deleted <laughs> those tweets, so I guess we can't really see those. But uh, again, shout out to Michael Thomas for that uh, amazing Twitter debacle. But uh, yeah, guys, if you want to list off any X factors you think are going to be absolutely key come this Sunday, uh, go and list them off both sides of the ball. It's going to be a big game. Um, I'm going to put Willie Sneed up there. I know we talked mm. about him earlier, but I think him going against his former team with a little bit of something to prove, I think he's somebody to look out for. And then defensively, like we mentioned, Marlon Humphrey, I think he's got it, got a chance to prove it against um, somebody like Drew Brees. So I definitely put them in there. Both yeah. really talented guys. I was going to say Willie Sneed going against and this all hinges on if mm. assuming Marshawn Lattimore can play sure. uh, which means uh, PJ will be back in the slot so uh, <laughs> having PJ versus uh, you know uh, Willie Snead on third down I mean that's the money down on defense when he got off the field uh, you know the Ravens Ravens offense has been like Lindsay said is has kind of been reliable or uh, relying on Snead on third downs um, that would be my our defense to their offense matchup. And then on offense, um, you know, I would say our, our X factor is going to be just like the entire offensive line, keeping drew clean, not letting T sizzle go off. Um, you don't want that to happen or, you know, keeping CJ Mosley in check. Cause I, I think yeah. he's probably going to be healthy enough to play. I'm not sure. I guess we'll know more tomorrow. Cause I don't think he played last week, but uh, yeah, on offense, it's, it's the offensive line. The offensive line is good. Uh, Toronto Armstead is, is having the best best season he's he's had, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. so far as a pro. Um, and playing against that kind of defense for Drew, in order to in order for Drew to do what he does, the line really needs to do their job. The offensive line, obviously, like I was saying earlier, uh, is going to make this Saints offense, and it always has. And knock on wood, uh, we've been able to have a really really healthy offensive line this year, and we've been very fortunate with that. 
um, to consistently be, uh, you know, have a, have a healthy lineup there. Uh, Larry Warford, Max Unger, uh, Ryan Ramchek, who was a steal in the draft, now looking back at it. I saw somebody tweet, uh, if Ryan Remchek didn't have that injury in college, he probably would have went number one or number two. Like, that's how good of a, of a tackle he was, raw talent. And he's kind of showing it. Uh, he's, he's consistently the highest graded uh, tackle by uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, he is uh, always protecting Drew Brees. Drew Brees hasn't been sacked very often in a game in, in, in quite a while, uh, and, and, and that's uh, been helping his numbers for sure. Um, yeah, and he, he, I think coming out he was graded more so as a left tackle mm-hmm. than a right tackle. Mm-hmm. So we have that insurance and, there, and, I guess. Yeah, and luckily we have Armstead still playing at an absolutely high level. I love Teron Armstead. He, he, is, he is a diamond in the rough, man. He is a – obviously all offensive linemen uh, are, are going to be a little bit underappreciated, but I think Teron Armstead is, is one of the more when, – when, when we look back over the Saints uh, uh, history with Drew Brees, uh, he, he, he's been there. He's been there for just about everything. So um, he's, he, he's flying under the radar for sure. He's one of my favorite Saints ever. So, yeah, that's Arthur. definitely going to be an X factor come Sunday. Yeah, I mean Arkansas Pine Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. That's, where yeah. he, you know, that's where he came out of. Oh man, the APB man, you gotta love it. Um, right. Any 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 young guys, Lindsay, for the Raven side, uh, Saints fans should be aware of when they're watching the game. Any uh, maybe like 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 I said, under the radar uh, guys that uh, have been impressing you either this season or could have a big game against the Saints. Um, obviously Marlon Humphrey, I think, is going to get in there. Um, Buck Allen's another one to look out for. Um, Alex Collins has been in the doghouse a lot lately with John mm. Harbaugh um, for his fumbles and everything, and they've kind of thrown Buck Allen in there, and he's done pretty good. Um, yeah. So I think those guys definitely offensive line not so much. The offensive line's not so great there, um, as far as young guy young guys go. Um, Alex Lewis obviously got hurt last weekend, uh, which he's he could actually play is what I heard, but I think they're going to hold him out. Um, but wasn't he in the hospital? Yeah. Wow. It was like yeah. a neck injury or something, right? Yeah, it looked really scary. Um, I thought he had like some sort of like seizure or something. Like that's what it looked like to me. So, oh um, just guys I being dudes. Yeah, I think they're gonna hold him out, but apparently he's okay. Um, that's tough stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's... So, and he's an, he's another guy that's been hurt pretty often. So, I mean, every year he has some sort of different injury. So, I think they're gonna hold him out this week, but he's not really that much of a factor. Um, so, but I guess I have Marshall out. Yonder, right? Yeah, but he hasn't really done much. I mean, he's getting up there. Yeah, it's true. And, um, but I mean, if you think about it, he hasn't been called really for any, I think he had like maybe one penalty two weeks ago against the Browns, but really that's yeah. it. I mean, if you're an offensive lineman and you don't hear your name called, then you're doing a good job. So, um, that's true. It's like relief pitchers. If you, <laughs> if you're not getting a post game interview, that means you did your job really well. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Any any uh, rotational guys you're looking forward to maybe stepping up on Sunday, Charlie? Obviously, um, obviously the cornerback depth is going to be uh, you yeah. Know, right now it's up in the air, but it's going to be important come Sunday. Yeah, um, I mean it's the the Ravens really have a wide receiving core that needs to be accounted for. They have the speed in John Brown. They have you know Willie Sneed who's tough in the slot. And they have Michael Crabtree who's kind of a do it all kind of guy. And you uh, haven't even like talked a, about the tight ends. Oh my God! Oh, and they have four. I almost like, mentioned them to, to open it up. I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they, they have like four legit starting tight ends. Which you got. And you, draft, got, you guys drafted two yep, last. Two, last yeah, two that I would have loved the Saints to have just yeah. one of those guys: Hunter Henry and Mark Mark Andrews. 
fantastic, fantastic tight ends. You guys got them both. No, they have uh, or uh, Hunter Henry. Hayden, sorry, Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden, Hayden, my yeah. bad. Hunter Henry plays for the Chargers. My bad. They still yeah. have um, it's still ha- HH. It's still, they still have Max. Yep. He's right? not very good. Mm. But I mean, he's got two X's in his Didn't name. Didn't he get That's, into a scruffle yeah. last game? Is he eighty-three? Who? who it's, somebody got into a scruffle against the Titans. That was. I think that I think uh, was it him. It could have been him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's another guy who's been hurt every single year. So the Ravens, man, they could, they could. I mean, they could come out in a three tight end set. Then what the hell do you do? You have to come out with a base defense. You bring a safety down in the box, then you could play action that and hit John Brown. Like it could be, could be. The, the Ravens have a lot of. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Like Bill Belichick swears on tight ends, um, and like that whole trend of having two tight ends on the field it, it really really puts a defense in a bind because if there's two tight ends on the field you have to you have to send out base personnel you know and then if there are two tight ends that can that can run and catch like like Hayden Hurst and um and Mark Andrews I mean those guys are solid I, yeah I don't know it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a great matchup and the Ravens have had such bad luck with tight ends recently They're always hurt like with, yeah, with Dennis, Dennis Pitta, Pitta yeah. and like I mean they haven't had a good tight end since Todd Heap yeah Oh, love no. that guy. I love Todd Heap. Yeah, good guy. There's a lot of Ravens. I mean, there's the Ravens are definitely the the local team here where I, where I live that I that I respect the most. Just it like complete sidebar, but it's just funny because like DC is like the it's like this wealthy. You know, the Redskins have all the money in the world. Their owner is extremely rich. The suburbs around DC are extremely rich. You know they, but like they ne- they can't win. Then yeah. you have Baltimore. That's more of like a blue collar kind of hard-nosed city that uh, doesn't have all the money that D.C. has, and yet they field competitive playoff football teams and win Super Bowls. Mm. <laughs> yes. John Harbaugh is fantastic head coach, I think. He is. Uh, special he's teams big... always always top-notch special teams. He, he, you always hey, have that under lock with the Ravens. He, uh, he's the one that tipped us off about Will Lutz. Will Lutz mm. was in mm-hmm. camp. Yes, yes. And, uh, yep. The Saints didn't have a kicker for, you know. Yeah. After Garrett Hartley, we we were it was like the kicker carousel every year, and then we were doing what uh, joint practices or something or a preseason game with the Ravens, and Harbaugh was like, "Hey, you guys need a kicker. This kid's pretty right. good." And yeah, now really we actually have a kicker. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. They had a young guy. Um, his name is completely slipping my mind. He's like Norwegian. Hunter Henry or something? No, <laughs> he's a kicker. <laughs> um. Car Vedvik, that's his name. Ah. And um, he ended up, he was fantastic this entire, like, um, season. Like, they had him um, slated to be behind um, our punter, Sam Cook, mm. because mm-hmm. Sam Cook's getting up there. But he ended up getting, like, jumped in Baltimore. Jesus. I know you've heard about this. Have you heard about this? I have not. He got jumped in Baltimore, got, all, got his teeth knocked out. What? And, like, hit... Yeah, is just and he could have been like traded to somebody for uh, just yeah. Wow, it was Baltimore's awful. kind of a wild city. It's like, but to have, but to have a guy like that, and then have Will Lutz like the previous year, and then mm, have yeah. Justin Tucker like they're just fantastic at getting. Like, I love Justin Tucker too. Yeah, Justin yeah. Tucker as mm-hmm. the voice of an angel. Oh man, <laughs> so fantastic. Funny, it's like I, don't know. I really, I really can't find anything about the Ravens that I dislike don't like yeah Yeah, i mean there's there's no players on their team that i don't that i don't like i mean who didn't love ed reed Mm. Uh, love ed reed ray lewis was kind of (laughs) questionable but uh you know i don't know 
You still gotta love the passion, regardless. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm telling you, I love the whole blue-collar city versus mm-hmm. the elitist city in D.C. And just, yeah, they're 40 minutes apart, and it's com- it's two completely different worlds. I think my favorite current Raven is Tony Jefferson. I think he embodies what it is to be oh, a, yeah. a Raven, yeah. for sure. And Eric Weddle, I mean, Eric, Eric Weddle's great. His beard is fantastic as well. Great beard. Great beard. I, I, I aspire to have that beard. Uh, let's get into score predictions real quick. Uh, as we wrap the show up a little bit, uh, the Ravens open up as two and a half point favorites, obviously on the road. Uh, the, these are good teams that could change. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so that, that could change over the week, but this is what it opens up as. Um, and the over under currently is 49 and a half. Uh, we'll do a round table. Uh, I will start why I'm, I'll start with whoever wants it. Charlie Lindsay, uh, give me a score you go prediction. First. Yeah, you go ahead, Charlie, uh, score prediction, who you think is going to win? Uh, and, uh, I guess why? All right. Uh, Saints win 27-24 because Will Lutz kicks the game-winning field goal. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's one of those, like, uh, they tie the game late, mm-hmm. and there's a minute in 10 left. We mm-hmm. have no timeouts because we couldn't get lined up properly a couple times. And then Drew, uh, the, the Ravens tie the game. Yeah, the Ravens tie the game up. So Drew's got a minute and 10 to drive down the field, does enough for Will Lutz to kick like a 45-yard game winner. Ooh. That that's intense, Charlie. That's intense, Yeah, I'll man. be there too. So like seeing that in person oh, would be pretty cool. I like uh, how you already have it like set up in your head about how it's going to happen and you're like, "Yeah, I'm sitting there in my chair <laughs> and I'm sipping oh, yeah. my drink and I'm like, yeah." And I have oh. to leave the stadium, you know, I, I I won't talk too much smack as I'm walking out of M&T. <laughs> um I'm going to say it's going to be closer than a lot of people would think. Um, I'm going to say 30-24 Ravens. Mm, okay. I just think right. the, I like the defense it. does enough to keep Drew Brees back. But, I mean, the Ravens are at home. Yeah. So. There's that. I think that kind of has the edge there. I think this will be a scoring fest. I think uh, – the most important play in this game that will be ran successfully often is the running back screen. I love what Buck Allen can do. I love what Alex Collins can do. On the flip side, Mark Ingram is the king of screens, and uh, Alvin Kamara obviously can do a lot of work when he has the ball in his hands and a few blockers ahead of him. I think that'll be that'll be uh, the most important play come. So I think Saints barely win. And, and I'm only saying this because I hope it happens. I just really I really want Drew Brees to get that 32-team uh, record. Um, I think he'll, he'll be the third person ever to do that uh, behind Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, who he recently just passed. Uh, and, and the only other guy, uh, Tom Brady, who, who's close, probably will never uh, get that achievement. So uh, it, it's, it's pretty, pretty special. Um, I'm saying the Saints are going to win 41-40. to 40. I think it'll be, Holy moly. It'll be a score fest. Wow. It'll be a score fest. It'll be, it'll be an absolute score fest. We, we we didn't think Tampa Bay could do work on us week one, right? And obviously this is this is going to be week seven, totally different. Um, I, I think I think the Ravens have the ability with uh, John Brown, Michael Crabtree, uh, and the tight ends we talked about to do some serious dink and duck damage, and then open up and beat us downfield. And again, I talked about the screens, Saints. I, I think uh, coming off the momentum and the bye week will be a highly tuned offense, um, and I, I think it'll be a lot of points being scored by both teams. Um, 41 to 40 is my score prediction. I'm sticking with it. All right. You can't change my mind. Uh, um, but yeah, this, this was fantastic. 
Um, one more thing I want to ask you, Lindsay, real quick before we uh, sign off. Um, obviously, the Ravens compete in a really, really tough division. Uh, it's a little confusing with what's going on with uh, Pittsburgh, and the Browns are still a big question mark. And then the Bengals, is it too good to be true? But it's still a tough AFC yes. North division, as it always is. Um, how do you see them finishing? Obviously, uh, you, you, don't, you don't have to give me a, a bold, uh, hard prediction or anything, but uh, what you've been seeing from them so far, how do you see them finishing in the division against these teams? Uh, how do you see it shaping out for them uh, down the line? Um, whew, that's a loaded question. Um, so <laughs> before the draft, I had the Ravens as the least competent team in this division, mm. um, which was horrible for me to even admit. But um, and then after the draft, even I'm not going to say even more so, but maybe a little higher just because they got those tight ends in there. But obviously like the Browns got Baker Mayfield and he's been doing fabulous. I don't really think the, the Browns are going to really do much. I still think they're going to be the worst team in the division, but um, the Steelers, I mean, you could say it depends on if Le'Veon Bell comes back or not, but I don't really think that's going to be a factor because James Conner has been playing so well. So I don't think really the running back position has anything really to do with it. Um, I think, the Bengals, like you said, I think it is too good to be true. I mean, it's going to be the same old Bengals. I haven't really seen anything that's really stood out to me. Besides, they're always the team that gets lucky somehow. Mm. Um, and eventually, I think that's just going to run out. I mean, they do this every single year. Um, I could def- I could see the Ravens winning the division. Um, but then again, I don't really... The Steelers are the team I'm worried about, not the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely could see 10 wins come out of the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it depends on how the rest of the division does, but I think I could definitely see them in a wild card position, if anything. So, oh, Always the bubble team, it seems. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> I, hey, living life on the edge, it's very exciting. Um, but, yeah, this was great. Lindsay, thanks again for coming on. Um, Charlie, anything else you want to say before we uh, go to the outro? I know you're, you're pumped for the game on Sunday, and you're obviously going to be – at the game. Yeah. Uh, I have not been in M&T Bank Stadium since I was a junior in high school. Wow. <laughs> and played in the uh, state state championship game uh, for my high school football. We we won our state championship game nice. at M&T, which was really cool. And I like the stadium itself is is, is pretty cool in there. Um, you scored a touchdown? No, I played defense. I played linebacker. Nice. I played like monster back, a hybrid of safety and linebacker. So no, uh-huh. no touchdowns for me, just tackles. Nice. Um, yeah, so I have very fond memories of that stadium. I mean, I've been in Baltimore a bajillion times. I was actually just there last weekend, um, and it's right next to Camden Yards, which is beautiful. So excited to get there. There's so many like so many places, so many things to do down there in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore. It's it's uh it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. Yeah, got good seats awesome. too. Awesome seats. Uh, it's gonna be obviously uh. uh interconference matchup that's going to be uh, exciting as it always is uh and and lindsey people can find you on twitter at lindsey okay lindsey with two y's um and lindseyokay.com lindsey with two y's as well anywhere else uh, people can find your work All, my username on everything is the same so it's Fantastic. easy for you guys to stalk me yeah. great lo- great <laughs> Oh, man. Great username, by the way. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your night. Um, that's all the time we have for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to uh, and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. You can follow Charlie at St. Charlie. Follow myself at Dane underscore Brown underscore. You can follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M. 
didn't make it uh, tonight, but he will be back soon. Um, yeah, but again, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys soon uh, with a Ravens review game and possibly an episode earlier uh, than that. Uh, stay tuned uh, to check that out. But as always, who dat? Who dat? <laughs>